is Dennis what up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Dennis and Friends podcast, place for my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, what's going on in life and around the world. My name is Dennis, I host this podcast. I'm actually pretty sure this is episode 20 um, this time, even though I definitely said that last episode. Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time, thanks for being here. I said on the episode last week that the episodes were coming in hot and fast because of this playoffs of multiple sports and stuff um, and I mentioned hockey as one of those things and so today's episode is about hockey and I'm very excited to have my great friend here who is a first time guest of the show uh, we've known each other can you believe this dude almost five years uh, this August which is almost five years yeah which is insane yeah yeah, yeah. so that voice that you just heard is my lovely friend, the amazing Eric Connell, in the house today. Say what's up to the people. So thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it and honored. Hopefully we can bring some expertise and knowledge for y'all regarding hockey and everything. Yes, yes, of course. Like I mentioned, Garrett and I are friends for almost five years. We met uh, at ACU and he was my next door neighbor. Scratch him. Scratch him. Shout out maybe Third West. Um for making it happen because he was right across the, the hall from me, literally like two feet away, which was kind of great. And uh, we were in a frat together, which that was interesting times, of course. And uh, we have bonded over lots of things, but mostly over hockey because he is a ex-hockey player himself and uh, is obviously very knowledgeable. I think we really bonded. I, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, Garrett, but when COVID first hit and we had that first semester back, at ACU. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember like the week before, like I got back into town and that was like the first week of the playoffs and the bubble. And we were just like, I would come over and like, we'd watch every game together. And I think we ended up watching most of the playoff run together um, in its entirety. So that's, that's what I feel like is our, our most bonding time was that like yes. too much stretch of us. Like, yes. Yeah, uh, stress that, about like, uh, and the maps. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then the Mavs being in the playoffs too, in the bubble too. Watched a couple of games there. Yes. Till yes. the Clippers knocked them out. But rip, rip to that. Hopefully the Mavs could pull out a couple wins against the Suns coming up too. Yeah, so. dude. Game one tonight at the time of this recording. Um, and game one of the Stars is tomorrow night at the time of this recording. We're doing tomorrow this on night. Monday. Uh, Garrett is still in Abilene. Um, I just got back home not too long ago. Um, and you're about to... You, this is your last day of break from grad school. Is that what you were telling me yesterday? That's what we're yes, last last day until back on the school grind. So, yep, my guy has his bachelor's. He's just getting that that master's degree, which is super exciting. <laughs> um, and he's also from Dallas. Fun fact: from good old McKinney, Texas. Yes, McKinney, MacTown, baby, MacTown. That's right. Okay, let's get after it, dude. You ready? Um, so we're gonna talk about the team just kind of the season in review, um, some standout players, stuff like that, preview the series, talk about the rest of the playoffs as a whole. So I'll let you start, G. Um, Tell me just your thoughts about this regular season that the Stars just had, which had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. It felt like a roller coaster. I feel like it always is with the Stars, but I don't know, this season, especially in, in more ways than others, there was a lot of just stuff that happened with, turnover roster turnover the trade deadline there was like a rumor every like five Mm -hmm. seconds and 
you know, didn't know if a bonus was going to make the rest of the season, you know? So just give me your thoughts on the state of the team. If bonus well. was going to make the rest of the season. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, I really right. thought like, it was just a very in- interesting season. I personally was stressed the entire year because there was no consistency whatsoever. We only had first line top scoring. That was it. You had, you know, uh, Rope hints to Robo, Jason Robertson. And then you had the old guy, uh, a longtime San Jose Shark, uh, Joe Pavelski as well, just leading the forefront for the Stars. But other than that, there was no consistency at all this year. Um, we would get a couple wins here and there and there, and then we would lose a couple. And But somehow, you know, the most Dallas Stars way, pulling out, um, you know, making a playoff spot by losing and then going into to overtime as well. So it's just like, okay, losing against the worst team as well in the NHL, the Arizona Coyotes. But my biggest thing was like, there's no consistency this year. No consistency. Um, even though goalies, I was very surprised about Jake Ollinger. He had a, you know, a great opportunity to shine this year. Um, and he, hopefully he'll be able to, you know, showcase what he has throughout the regular season into playoffs. Um, looking forward to that. Um, I think for me, the biggest, uh, the biggest person that, um, grew this year would be Yanni Hockenpah, uh, yeah. defenseman. Uh, yeah. we got him from, uh, Carolina hurricanes. Uh, we were originally getting him to be more of a depth guy and he is that depth guy, but he is, um, he is a solid bottom six defenseman. He has grown to use that big frame of his to be able to shut, shut down the bigger players. And also, um, we utilize him a lot on penalty kill. I, I love that guy to death. He, he plays, um, the heart of a warrior too. So I think for me, uh, the biggest signing too would be Yanni, Yanni Hockenpah. But, uh, overall we need consistency and we haven't had that throughout the entire year. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Obviously I don't watch as much hockey as you do. Um, in part because it coincides with the NBA. And so anytime I get a chance to watch basketball, I'm going to do that, but I've gotten, uh, to watch the board games now that I have ESPN plus. Um, so that's been good. And, uh, just from what I've seen this year, in the few games that I have seen and just like keeping up on Twitter and following the team, um, on social media and stuff. Yeah. It just, it just feels really clunky. Um, it reminds me a lot of the bubble year or like the Stanley cup year pre bubble. There was a lot of clunkiness to that year too. And even last year was weird too. Cause we didn't make the playoffs. It was a down year after coming off, you know, making the Stanley cup final, mm-hmm. um, I know you mentioned a little bit of Andre, but like the whole like goalie turnover of like we bring in Holtby, Bishop ends up retiring, we end up sending down Kadovin, and then we got uh, Wedgwood. Is that his name right? At the yeah, Scott Wedgwood from Arizona. So that was the biggest thing too. I was like, okay, right when we we're going into the season, I thought we were going to be like, all right, Ben Bishop because he was still on the fence. But I was like, I had high hopes for Bishop to be starting, and then um, Doby as well uh, as the backup, and then all of a sudden. Uh, still Ben Bishop is on long-term IR and then we are starting with beside Holtby for a year two years I think and then yeah. on top of that we have Adobe as well so I was like okay we'll have we'll have plenty of uh you know goalies uh in, within the depth chart because we have J- young Dick Onder coming up I thought he's going to be in Texas down in Cedar Park for a couple for this season the majority and then um you know, Holpe got injured and then Hudobin got sent down to Texas. So on top of that, we're just like, okay, 
let's just, you know, let's play Ainger. And he is just, he's literally been, you know, he came out of the woodwork this year for sure. He has shined a lot. Yeah. So uh, very excited to see him play in playoffs, especially um, because his first uh, official NHL game to uh, start was in the bubble playoffs. Yeah. So um, hopefully um, with that little experience that he has in this year or two of leading the team in net, he'll be able to, you know, push through and hopefully get past these flames. Yeah. Yeah. He's been wildly impressive. I remember when we were watching that run a couple of years ago, of like, who is that guy? Like, cause you know, Bishop like came back, right. For like a game. And obviously he was not right. So then they pulled them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Dobie ended up finishing out the run, but there was a couple like games that, uh, that Jake played. And I remember seeing flashes, but never thinking like, Oh, he's, I mean, he's going to have to wait a while. And then all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. you said, this year just happens. And uh, yeah, just the starting position landed, landed in his lap. Yeah. And then on top of that, Hidobin had season ending uh, in um, surgery. And then uh, Holpe was gone too. So are, we were, you know, bringing guys from, uh, what is it, the Idaho Steelheads, the double yeah, uh, ECHL yeah. uh, to, to back, back us up and everything. And so uh, before the trade deadline, um, you know, we, uh, Jim Neal made, made the move to get Scott Wedgwood, Wedgwood, and he literally has played, you know, I think he's exceeded expectations. I think he's, so he's, de- he's definitely, um, shut it down when we needed him to, and be able to be, be the man between the pipes, um, you know, after Einger. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a, a good move considering like that was, not the move. I don't think anybody expected at the deadline. I, I mean, the big rumor was the Klingberg is Klingberg going to go. Um, and so for nothing to happen. And then all of a sudden, Oh, we have another goalie. It's not like we've already had five goalies this year. Um, but you know, like you said, he's been very serviceable in the games that he has. Stepped yes. In. So, um, that, that makes me feel good about like, in, in, in regards to the series, I know we'll talk about the series here in a little bit, but like, in regard to what we have coming up, like if for some reason, like Jake doesn't meet that standard that he's been setting for himself this year, we got, we got Wedgwood in the back, like ready to go. So it's not like it shouldn't be that big of a drop off if that makes sense. No. And I think he has a little, well, he has a little bit more NHL experience since he's played with the devils and also the Arizona coyotes, even though they haven't been good teams in the past few years, but I think the stars have, have enough of experience to be able to play defensively well in front of Wedgwood. If, if, you know, if he needs to be called up to, to play during playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was very impressed by Ottinger's performance uh, in the game against Vegas last week, that was the one that was like, yeah, like he's there. Like he's definitely there. Yes. He's phenomenal in that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And on top of that, like the team played, that was playoff style hockey right there. So we, it, it was really the best game of the season. I thought that we played, um, as a team, um, even though we didn't get as much scoring or anything like that, I think defensively we played very well and we locked it down. Yeah. Um, especially against a, a very good Golden Knights team, Mark Stone, uh, Jack Eichel. Um, we shut it down in defensive end playing man-to-man hockey. Um, but other than that, like I think you know, Jake played well between the pipes and uh, you know, make sure you got in front of the puck. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always amazed at the fact that Joe Pavelski is literally ancient and my guy still got 81 points this year. Like, who are you to do and that? It- 
And that was an NHL career best for him too. 81 points. Yeah. I saw. And so. he's like, what? 37. Is that old? He yeah. Is? 30, 37 years old. So he was another guy that was on a chopping block, apparently in the rumors. So him and John Klingberg, see, we get some draft picks out of him, but, uh, once uh, Jim Nil signed Pavelski for one year, I was like, okay, seems like we're going to be hundred percent in, you know, Pavelski's here. We're going to keep Klinger. And, you know, then we added Wedgwood on top of that too. So, um, and then we added a uh, Vladislav Nemestikov as well. Yeah. So some of that, some of that, uh, depth players that we needed, hopefully secondary scoring and also a PK as well. Yeah. You think Pavelski finishes out here like as a star? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I I think it really depends on how next year goes and how this, this year in playoffs goes, depending on um, how far we make in playoffs. I think next year, since he's going to be here, depending on whenever trade deadline comes or whatever, wherever we are, the stars, if we're not in a playoff spot, I think we're going to trade and get some, get some draft picks for the future, some younger guys, or um, add some more depth scoring, which we desperately need. Um, I personally, it just, it depends. It really depends, but I, I hope he stays as a star for sure. He's a, a great culture guy, loves, you know, loves people. Every single time I go to games, he's always interacting with younger fans uh, during, uh, um, you know, before the game, during warmups and everything. He, he is a great culture guy, very positive, and also someone who brings that uh, Stanley, Stanley Cup playoff experience as well to the roster. So. Yeah. The one other guy that I want to uh, mention or I guess two, uh, just, I mean, my, my favorite players have always varied through the years, but I'm pretty set on like Pavelski's my favorite, like offensive skater mm-hmm. and Miro's probably my favorite player. I mean, Miro obviously is a big reason for what, how we play and, and the way that we play and, and the mm-hmm. results that we get. But, uh, I just want to shout out Jason Robertson for another spectacular year. Cause that guy, I mean, the opposite of Pavelski, he's like young as heck. He's like our age, right? Or like maybe a little bit older. Oh, he is. He's younger. He's younger. He's so. younger. Okay, so like, like who? Like who? Who is he to like? I mean, let me get the stat number right because I was I just had the stats up. Who is he to get seventy nine points this year? Uh, forty one goals. Forty one goals. Our leading goal scorer goals. and thirty eight assists. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Oh, it's absolutely insane, especially for for a young guy. We like I think in Dallas Stars history, there's only been four uh, forty goal scorers. Uh, that's including Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, and you know Mike Madonna as well. Yeah, you know if any you know who Mike Madonna is, the the goat, the OG. Yeah, if you're um, in the same company as Mike Madonna, that's pretty good. Oh yeah, same company as Mike Madonna and all that. But also too, I think it goes down to his teammates as well, leading especially with Joe Joe Pavelski having that mentor. Ship of Joe for both Rope and for Robo. Yeah, um, I think it was pivotal for both successes this year um, offensively. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I one thing that oh, let's talk about the series here in a sec. One thing that definitely has like kept me on my toes, and I mentioned it in the like a few minutes ago was bonus. Uh, whether or not he makes it through, whether or not he's got the full faith of the front office, whether or not he just wants to retire. Cause it's not like he's a young guy. He's like 64, 65 years old and he's been a coach in the, in the league for a very long time. Do you think he stays after this year, regardless of what happens in the playoffs slash, is he the, a good long-term fit slash is it time to find somebody else? 
I think he's a very good coach overall. He his coaching style is more t- lean, leaning towards the defensive end. So I think that's why we are having issues on secondary scoring as well. But since he has that experience and his relationship with the players as well, I think he's a good fit for a year, maybe two. And then depending on how playoffs go, if we even make playoffs next year, how playoffs go this year, uh, then, you know, ship them off and get someone else. So, I mean, do you, is there anybody that strikes or that catches your eye as far as like who would be a good fit in the coach? I, I don't know coach names like that. So this is your MO more so than me. But. Yeah. Um, that is something I will have to get back on. So I, I truly don't, don't really, I don't know because a bunch of coaches, um, like, uh, Daryl Sutter, he's the, he's the coach for the flames. Very, 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 very great coach. And, you know, has really good relationships with players. Also, um, his coaching style too is more defensively as well, but the flames ended up, you know, scoring, what was it? They, their goal, what was it? Sorry. Let me look real quick. They averaged 3.55 goals per game, which is the fifth most in the NHL. So, um, that's, that's really good. Some of the stars need to look out for as well, but um, Daryl Sutter, I think is real, a really good coach. So, yeah. Something that strikes me about the NHL is that like most of the coaches are not young. Like, am I right for saying that? Like it's a pretty like old dude, uh, like coaching, like pool, you know, like the youngest guy that I can think of is probably a old, what's his face from the lightning. Cooper, John Cooper, is that his name? Something like yeah, that. John John Cooper, and he he had no really no NHL experience as, as well. So he really came up the came up the ranks from I think it was the um, United States Hockey League, which was um, a junior league here in the U.S. Yeah. So he just he just came up the ranks and everything, and came I think through the ECHL, the, a, the AHL, and then up to the up to the NHL. So um, he's been very successful too, especially with the Lightning. Like he has Stamkos. Uh, uh, Kucherov, um, who else? Point. So they have like they he he has great players to coach. Um, yeah, to coach absolutely. and um, he's been very very successful. I think playoffs every single year and then you know back to back cup champs as well. So yeah, I mean winning back to back. I mean he's fifty four. He's not young by any means, but he's also not old. But that's that's kind of a big deal. Oh, he's also the longest tenured coach in the in the NHL. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. There you go. You just started touching on a little bit with the Flames. So let's let's talk about the series um, against Calgary. It's a repeat of when we were in the bubble. It was the, fir- the first round series was against Calgary. Obviously, way different circumstances now. We were back to full arenas, full fans, mm-hmm. uh, full travel. I mean, we're gonna have to you know go up to Calgary, of course. Um, and then they come back down south. So it's like long both ways, long travel both ways. And the, the teams are just vastly different. Like, you know, I was reading up on Calgary earlier about how, like, they're just more skilled than they have been in a long time, and they play with such a quick pace that that's, you know, in theory is going to cause us a lot of problems. But uh, I don't know. Give me your thoughts on how you see all this playing out, X factors as far as, like, strategy slash players slash whatever and and if you want to give a prediction at the end feel free but just give me all right all, all your all your your wealth of of knowledge and, and thoughts in your brain about this to i i know it's not two versus seven 
like it is in the NBA, like seating wise, but it's definitely like mm-hmm. looking at the conference standing because like, okay, Calgary's the second best team. The the stars for the seventh best. Like it's a two V seven. So anyway, doesn't matter. Go oh, yeah. So going back to the bubble when we played him, we won in six games. And at that it was time stressful. They, it was stressful, but at the time too, they didn't have Matthew Tachuk, um, who was injured at the time. And this year he's a 40 goal uh scorer. And also you have their their first line is just absolutely just stacked. They have a uh, Johnny Goudreau who Literally is a hundred uh, point uh, goal scorer this year in the NHL. I think it was like 115 points, maybe um, if I recall, or 108. My bad. And and then you have Elias Lindholm who uh, came over from I think the Hurricanes a couple of years ago and um, has slowly developed. And I think he scored 40 40 goals this year as well. So I think all three of these players are 40 goal uh, scorers this year, and they are literally one of the top lines in in, in the NHL. So. It's just it's going to be tough for the stars to be able to you know shut this line down. But I think with that first line with Pavelski, Robo, and and Hints, we we have an opportunity to be able to shut down that and compete with that first line. Um, I think the Dallas Stars first line is one of the not the only but one of the very few lines who could be able to compete with the Flames first line. And I think that would be a big X factor depending on. Um, on defense and and you know scoring goals as well uh, both ends of the ice um see if we could really shut them down and then also be able to put the pucks in the back of the net too um so th- there's some of that but also you know the biggest thing too we need to get the stars need to get more offense some with someone that's not named Pavelski, robo or hints um even though that first line has been outstanding outstanding throughout the entire year um if any of those lines that first line for a game who's going to be putting the bu- the puck in the back of the net for the stars um so we we need some of those guys we need radulov to step up he hasn't had the, the best year at all um i think he had like three goals this year which is a career low for him and he could easily be scoring 20 25 goals a year uh sagan i he's definitely picked it up for sure the second half of the season he's still coming back from a long-term injury uh so he's slowly picking it up but he can't do it by himself at all so um we need ben to step up um jacob peterson rookie step up and but some of those guys to be able to step up as as well like dennis gurionov as well step step up just put the puck in the back of the net and also the shutdown line as well we have a yoel kivi ronsa who scored four four goals against the colorado avalanche in the bubble Uh, i think it was game seven as well yeah the clincher uh, to the stanley yeah to to make it to the stanley cup uh, final so we need we need a bunch of those guys to put puck in the back of the net and just and be able to provide that secondary scoring and I think that'll be a big X factor is if the stars can provide that secondary scoring then we could be able to make it to the second round of playoffs but if if the Flames shut down our first line and we can't put the puck in the back of the net then then you know we're going to be out in five maybe six games at most I I hope that we're able to to lean on our experience from two years ago I think the guys should be you know, they should be amped up to be back after, you know, not being there last year and playing similarly the same opponent uh, that they did two years ago. Uh, I agree on everything you said. Uh, the first, our first line is up there with one of the best lines in the league uh, because you've got that mixture of young and old, um, a lot of swag, a lot of like good firepower. They, they work really well together. 
Uh, but you're right. It's all about everybody else. Um, I've always been frustrated at um, Sagan and Ben. You know, like they're the guys that we pay the most money to. Um, ben mm-hmm. is literally our our captain, and like I, I just get frustrated at them specifically during the playoffs because I I just have a, such a high bar for them, and they just don't meet that. You know, and statistically, like they don't have great numbers. Um, Radulov has always been somebody who who steps up a little bit during playoffs, so um, I would expect him to to amp up. I know he's been dealing with injuries and stuff this year, so um, it's not entirely just on poor form. It's you know it's bad luck um, on the physical front as well. Um, I mean, Miro's got to be like immaculate, doing uh, you know doing the dirty work and being able to to lead uh no you're good being able to lead um from the back being able to score from the back um that's got to be huge the way that he plays the way that our defense plays i I think jake will be fine with just the form that he's been in this year i'm not too concerned about his play so to speak but yeah it's it feels a lot like this feels a lot like the the map series in some ways to kind of connect the dots a little bit. Uh, I've kind of come to the conclusion that like, I mean, Luca's the best player in the series, but the Suns have the second, third, fourth, and probably fifth best players. Mm-hmm. And so the way that the Mavs win this series is that if they make their threes and if the other role guys step up, if Jalen Brunson like continues to play the way he has, if Spencer Dinwiddie plays two times better than he did last series, if Dorian Finney-Smith does stuff. Because Luca's going to bring it, you know that, uh, and it's almost like the first line, like the first line in theory, like they should be able to bring it just because they have the statistically the most points and the most goals and all that, and they work well together. You know, for how many big names we have on our team, um, a lot of those big names, you know, have not been there this season or haven't been up to par. So you're right; it's all about cleaning up and and finding that that secondary scoring. Um, I've been reading a lot of like prediction stuff that a lot of people think this is a pretty easy se- series for Calgary. I, I mean, they're probably right. I mean, who am I to say? Cause I'm not the biggest mm-hmm. hockey expert by any means, but in the few games that I have seen them play, they are fast and they're very skilled, you know, having four guys, three or four guys, if I remember correctly, three guys that have scored 40 goals to a hundred point guys. That's, that's no, that's no joke, man. Um, so our defense almost has to be perfect for us to have a chance, um, to really get there. And on top of that, uh, just to interrupt you, I think it goes down to playing simple hockey too, because we have Ben going down, trying to do fancy trick all the time. He's going down, down with the puck, just, just simple, simple hockey, just dump it, dump and chase, or just get a shot on goal and, and crash the net. So I, I feel like if you get more shots on goal, you know, you should, um, just like what Wayne Gretzky said too, you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So I think if you put the puck on, on the net and be able to crash the net and just get the puck deep, deep in the offensive zone and go chase it and, and get it and just, and just work out from the corners, you know, it'll create opportunity and create a lot of chances in front of the goal. And also to, um, you know, put a few pucks, a, a pass at Jacob Markstrom as well. Who's, a who had nine shutouts this year. So he led the NHL in shutouts as well. Yeah. So Yeah. That's pretty good. I know that we struggle sometimes with teams that play with pace. Um, I think about, I mean, I think about the cup final series, you know, I th- like 
Tampa Bay, like, not to like play on their team name, but like they were lightning fast during that series. That's a big reason mm-hmm. why they ended up winning. And I hope that Bones like makes it clear to the team that like we can't play to that. Like we have to play our own way, our own brand of hockey in order to to be able to to get what we want. Because if, if we try to play at their pace, like it's just I feel like it's going to be a lot of chaos. Um, oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. We. Yeah, we we the stars cannot dictate how they play depending on the flames play. They cannot they cannot dictate, you know, anything else. They have to the stars have to play stars hockey and you know, the stars are fast. They they love getting those odd man rushes and and you know, getting the puck up on the rush and and shooting it. So, if we're able to do that offensively and then shut it down defensively, um, you know, just get in front of those shots and blocking shots and uh, you know, just taking guys out in front of the net and just, you know, playing man to man hockey defensive end i think you know those will be uh perfect points to be able to win a couple games and hopefully you know get past these flames it's huge i think for us to get a split i mean everybody says this this is not a new thought at all but like in any sport but like getting a split coming back to to dallas on saturday you know just does wonders for this team you know does wonders for anybody really i would not feel great about being down 2-0 about our chances with how especially with how skilled this calgary team is with how well coached they they seem to be with the pace that they play when you have a, a no. goalie like you said that has nine shutouts you know i think that matters and so finding a way to grind out a win in game one or two um tomorrow or thursday i think would be huge in order to oh, def- give this series some sort of life you know because obviously oh, we're yeah, not definitely. the favorites by any means like we're hu- we're pretty massive underdogs but hockey's weird man like there's always one versus eight, two versus seven uh, upsets all the time. So, mm, oh, hundred percent. So I think it just goes down. Like playoff hockey is different than reg- regular season hockey. The, the stakes are higher, and um, you know everyone's willing to take you know take that extra hit and you know make a few extra strides to make that hit to to um, get things rolling and you know get the get the momentum on your side. So um, hopefully, hopefully the puck is on our our side sometimes. Uh, uh, on those 50, 50, uh, battles and, you know, on the boards and everything. And, um, hopefully defensively too, we just lock it down and offensively we could, uh, you know, just have, have a bunch of four checking, get those defensemen scared a bit, um, you know, touching the puck. But, you know, one thing looking at the flames, so their lineup is, um, they, they have a lot of depth and they have a lot of meat too. They have, they have some bigger guys like Milan Lucic, uh, former Dallas stars, uh, player, Brett Ritchie as well. Um, some bigger guys who 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 will dump and chase and and definitely hit hit uh, our younger guys uh, and more skilled guys as well defensively. Um, also, some goal scorers too. They uh, Texas native, Plano, Texas native Blake Coleman, who played yes, uh, for Coleman. for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Played, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he played for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, won the cup last year, and before he played with the New Jersey Devils, but. Um, they have a lot of depth. They also, right before the trade deadline, added Tyler Toffoli. So they have a lot, lot of depth and a lot of a lot of guys who could just just grind it out and um, you know definitely have that spirit to play hockey and win a couple games for, for for the Flames in these playoffs. So the Stars have a lot to handle and defensively they they have to lock it down and be able to play that man to man and also you know be able to to take a few hits and also um, you know give give a few hits as well. So it's it's going to be a crazy series and. Um, hopefully the stars could pull out a couple wins and pull out, pull out with, with a dub. So hopefully we move on to round two and 
most likely we're going probably probably going to be playing the abs too if we win so that's going to be another mm. tough task yeah well thankfully we're not playing them now <laughs> we were yeah. going to if uh if nashville didn't poop the bed like they did the other night against arizona it's so funny listener uh bill backstory when i was getting garrett to like when we we're trying to figure out a day to record this i texted him the night that Nashville lost to Arizona. They were up four nothing, and Arizona scored five unanswered, which is crazy because, like you said earlier in the show, like Arizona's like one of the worst teams in the entire league. Like it's not like they're like a mad team. Like they're bad. They are very bad. And uh, oh, they're in full rebuild mode. Full rebuild mode. I think they have multiple first round picks next year as well. Yeah, and, they don't and even have an after. arena. They literally don't have an yeah. arena next year. Like so, what? The I don't heck? even. I don't, yeah, they're not even in Glendale anymore. I think they're playing. Um, in a 5,000 uh, seat capacity rink where the um, Arizona state sun devils play for hockey. Yes. So like, it's, I don't know what's going on in Arizona. I think Gary Bateman uh, should try to figure that out because yeah. I, hockey in Arizona is dying. It's going to be, you know, literally just nothing just like the desert. So yeah, literally. Uh, but I was texting Garrett and I was like, dude, look at this. And he was like, there's no way that that happened. I was like, Yes, there's a way that it happened. I saw it on my phone. I tuned into ESPN Plus to see it happen. So, shout out Nashville for you know, like I said, pooping the bed and letting us yeah. play shout out. Yeah, shout. Oh yeah, shout out to Arizona too for winning uh, their last three games of the season uh, versus a yeah. uh, playoff team. So they, so um, they just wanted to stir the pot a little bit to make sure some of these teams are you know quivering at the knees to see who the heck they're playing because you know they won against. Who is it? The Minnesota Wild, uh, yeah. five three before they played the Stars in overtime, yeah. which is that's the game that the Stars clinch a playoff spot, but yet still lost. Yeah. Then on top weird of game. that, coming back, yeah, we very weird game. Then on top of that, coming back, you know, five unanswered goals against Nashville Predators. So I gave the Coyotes a little salute there for the last couple games of the year. So hope build up on on that success next year, and uh, hopefully get a few draft picks as well. Yeah, you know, good players. Yeah, absolutely. My prediction for this series, my homer prediction is the Stars win at seven. I just don't think there's any way. Like, Calgary's still skilled to be able to not win three games at least. So I think we somehow find a way <laughs> and win at seven. Uh, realistically, I think they win in probably five or six, though, uh, just from how the matchups work out and how the roster shake up and style of play and all that. I think that's probably what ends up happening. That's um, Yeah, that's my prediction as well. The Stars... Uh... Stars losing it though in six games. Um, but if the Stars win, I think it's going to be in seven games. But out of the, I think it was the three game series uh, this year, like season series, the Stars lost uh, two out of three games. But the one of those games that they lost was a one goal game. So it seems like it's pretty evened out. But still, it this is going to go down to that depth scoring. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we we're almost done. Before we wrap up. Um, why don't you give me your thoughts on just the rest of the playoff picture? To me, it feels like it's wide open. Am, am I right or wrong in saying it? it feels like anybody can win? Like, there's a lot of oh. like really good teams at the top. We'll think about Florida, thinking about Tampa, thinking about Colorado, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Calgary, Minnesota. Uh, the St. Louis as well, St. Louis, uh, Toronto. I mean, I know Toronto's mm-hmm. cursed as heck, but like, you never know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, mean, I want all, that curse to East, keep on going. Yeah. The East is crazy. I mean, every playoff team in the East had a hundred points, which is just absolutely in- insane. 
So I don't know. Give me give me your thoughts on who who you see end up lifting Lord Stanley uh, here in about a month and a half or two months. All right. Well, I my Stanley Cup favorite is I I really think the Florida Panthers are going to win it. I I think they are. They they won the entire regular season. Um, like most wins and had the most points in the NHL. Uh, they have a lot of depth, a lot of depth and uh, good defensive players. Uh, they score goals out of the wazoo too. And their goaltending is just awesome with Spencer Knight and Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, but like this year, Jonathan Huberdo, um, insane year for, for the Florida Panthers. He had 115 points and 85 of those points were assists. So he's, insane. he's, he's a playmaker I- insane. I don't even remember who had that much, like that many assists last time, 85 assists. That's in, that's insane. And then on top of that, you have, um, Alexander Barkov insane. I think he scored 39 goals this year. And then on top of that, you have Sam Reinhardt as well. I think he had, I think 40 goals this year as well. So they have a lot of scoring, um, in their first, first two lines. And then also at the, uh, trade deadline too, they, uh, snagged Claude Giroux. Uh, former captain of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and he, his type of person one, he's gritty, but two, he could put back the net. Um, so he added that depth for that team, and also um, to solidify that second line or potentially move up in that, that first line if anyone goes down or they need line changes. But um, again, uh, depth that's that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, they have players like uh, Mason Marchman and uh, Anton Lundell. Uh, both of them got around 40 points this year. Uh, Lundell, he's a 20 year old. He's a young guy. So, and then Marchman, I think he's, I think he's 23, 24. So they got a couple young guys coming, coming up and uh, playing on those bottom six, uh, six role. Uh, but still those, those kids can definitely play some hockey and keep up with, with those, uh, you know, I don't even remember who they're playing. I think they're playing the caps first game. So hopefully, you know, these younger kids could keep up with Ovechkin who's trying to get a, uh, all-time lean goal scorer in the NHL. So I think he's at, uh, how many goals is he at? 800 something trying to hit yeah. 900 and trying to hit yeah. Gretzky's. Yep. So, um, that, and also one person I would love to, to see lift the Stanley cup, uh, old man, Joe Thornton, Joe, freaking oh, Thornton. Joe T. Uh, so he, Oh, he definitely, he, been in the NHL, I think 21 years now, uh, not known to, you know, score goals, but he's more, more known to, uh, you know, of his plays and, uh, be a playmaker and make those assists, but, um, definitely, a not really a journeyman, but, you know, played with the Bruins back until I think 2003, 2004, and then got traded, uh, to the San Jose Sharks. So he played with Pavelski for a little bit and uh, mentored Pavelski, but, um, he still hasn't won a, won a cup at all. And so it would be great see uh joey t uh, lift up and kiss it so yeah there's a lot of good teams uh i love the case that you just made for florida i mean they've been really really great um when you win the is it the president's trophy is that what it's called or let's say yes president's trophy so regular season wins yeah yeah yeah, yep, yep. yeah i mean winning that you know just says a lot i i'm at the point where like i'm kind of down for whoever wins as long as it's not tampa bay like i'm so tired of tampa bay i'm so tired of them um not just because they beat us two years ago but i just don't like half the guys on their team uh i cannot stand pat maroon i can't stand stamkos even though i should like him because he seems like very likable vasilevsky's like a god 
but I don't like it. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, then also Corey Perry too. He just went with you can't beat I, him, join him. So I know. like former star. I hope they lo- former star who lost it you know lost the cup in the in, in the bubble but but he won us the game he won us game five of that series so. oh yeah oh yeah but i think he's since he's already won a cup with the ducks in 2007 he's good no more celebrating for him and yeah no more celebrating for for those uh for those lightning players but and fans too but well hopefully hopefully the cup stays in florida but not in tampa so yeah hopefully ideally. it goes to sunrise yeah absolutely i i wouldn't mind I would love to see Carolina win. Personally, I, I'm a Carolina. big Carolina, big Carolina guy. Um, I don't know why. I just always love the vibes. Oh no, St. Louis, please. You know how we feel about St. Louis. Not a big Oof. St. Louis. Fan. No, St. St. Louis. Uh, who are they? I don't mind the Abs winning. I I I really like McKinnon. I've really enjoyed watching him play um, over the last few years, and their team has gotten just like inch by inch better. Um, even though they have really high expectations. I mean, and we know a lot of, or I know a lot of people that love the abs. Um, so, Oh yeah. They're, they're good. They're, they're a good team. They've definitely been a team that's been on the come up the past few years. They got uh, Gabriel Landeskog, a captain. Uh, he's coming back from injury. So he'll, he'll be, I think in maybe, maybe game one, but most likely games two and three for, for the abs. And on top of that, Miko Rantanen as well. And then yeah. a big, big surprise this year of, Valeri Nishushkin like um he's I think he scored 25 goals this year like he's never done that especially with his short you know tenured with the stars Mm -hmm. um he you know he could not figure it out here in Dallas so um he went went to Colorado and hopefully you know he could win a cup there if if they win it so um you know Val you know kudos to him and kudos to the Avs this year yeah I also wouldn't mind Toronto winning either um, I'm gonna have to disagree. Like, I, we, I know you're. First. I know you're not an Austin Matthews fan. I'm not either. I. I mean, I have family though in Toronto. I have the Maple Leaf hoodie in my, in my closet. Yeah. So, um, you know, just for shout out to my Theo, uh, my uncle who lives up there, and my aunt and my cousins. But uh, yeah, I mean, just family ties. That's the only reason. But I mean, I don't like half the guys on their team anyway. Like especially Matthews. Matthews is a punk to me. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, but the, and they have like Mitch Marner as well. But the one guy, if they do win the cup, I would love you know Jason Spezza. Jason oh, Spezza, to lift it. I forgot Spezza. he went there. So yeah, hopefully he can lift up the cup. But um, family ties, uh, family's from Boston, so somewhat Boston. a Bruins fan. Yeah. So yeah, you um, got your Bruins stuff. I remember. So they got they. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully the the Bruins can do well in the Eastern Conference in their in their round. I think they're playing the Hurricanes. Are they playing the Hurricanes? Uh, I believe that is. I right. think. Well, think they, they're playing the Hurricanes. Well, they might be playing Toronto. Let me look this up before I. No, they are playing the Hurricanes. You're I, right. Just kidding. They are playing the Hurricanes. Okay, that's going to be a good good series. But being a Boston fan, you know, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, Marchand and uh, Bergeron uh, can can do their magic, and also Pasta, Pasta, Pasternak. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he could do well. Oh, Pasternak, what a guy! Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Anybody but the Lightning, please, and the Blues. That's those are the only two teams that I would be like, all right, I will never watch hockey again, and then proceed to watch it the next year, which is what I said last <laughs> year. I was like, I can't stand hockey. I will never watch it again. I've watched a lot of hockey. 
uh, not a lot, a lot, but I've watched a lot this year. So <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, I don't have much else. Um, unless there's anything that, that you want to add on here at the end, but Oh, I'm going to say is go stars. That's right. And hopefully if it does go to game six, hopefully we are able to attend. Uh, cause I know that you said that that's the only game that you can go to, which, uh, hopefully that will happen, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's it for me. The only thing that other thing that I wanted to mention, I don't know if you just saw this on your phone, but, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins just got suspended six games for, uh, violating the NFL's, uh, PED policy. So there's that. Oh, nice. Good thing. I, good thing. I didn't accept a trade in my uh, fantasy, uh, fantasy <laughs> team. So yeah. I'm happy about that. So, yeah. I I did not see that, but hopefully, you know, we got our fantasy football drafts coming up uh, coming up this week. So most likely, Brees Hall is going to go number one for uh for like is it those like dynasty leagues? Yeah, dynasty yeah. league, dynasty league. So okay, I was about I think, to say like, why are you drafting in uh, May, bro? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're drafting. Yeah, it's a dynasty league, five year dynasty league. So we're oh, excited. I have, I have picks five and six. So hopefully, hopefully, get Drake London. Yeah, need some wide receiver help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never have enough wideouts, man, or mm-hmm. running backs. To be honest, you need those skill guys in fantasy. So, um, anywho, all right, dude, dude, this was fun. Thank you for for joining me, um, listeners. Thanks for being here. If you like what you heard, thanks for listening, and let us know. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a five star review and rating on wherever you are listening to this on, like Spotify or. Uh, Apple or Google or whatever. Um, follow the Instagram at Dennis Dennis and Friends Pod. Gosh, I cannot talk today. Um, email um, the pod email if you have ideas and stuff. Garrett's Instagram handle will also be in the show notes if you want to um, follow him and whatnot, and also mine as well. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. This is a fun show. So uh, until next time, folks, be good and do good, and peace out. Say bye. Bye. Thank you all for having me.